Welcome to Red Zone DFS Week 12 Thanksgiving Pod. Special Thanksgiving Pod 3 Gamer. We know everyone's going to be in on this late tomorrow, so here we go. Let's win some money. I've been researching this all week, and I'm ready to go. How you guys feeling? Uh, I feel very good. Um, I'm either going to do very well tomorrow, or all my lineups are going to come in dead last, and I'll <laughs> win $0, but that's okay. Yeah, I don't know if I'm quite as drastic as Jim, but uh, I feel good. I like these smaller slates uh, that aren't quite showdown, but three, four gamers uh, almost took down a college one earlier this week, a little maxion. So let's hopefully build on that and let's knock some uh, pins down here. I like it. Um, Let's get started, guys. Let's go to our quarterbacks. Um, We'll go through our positions here, and obviously we'll get to our favorite games, favorite stacks and everything throughout this. This will be a much quicker pod as we're only dealing with three games here. So let's rapid fire this thing. Jimmy, lead us off. Uh, Yeah, I'm just going to kind of talk about stacks right now for this one um, because that's the only way I'm getting to Josh Allen based on his ownership. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not going to be stacking Josh Allen with uh, Stephon Diggs. Uh, I will be playing a stack with uh, Allen – Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox. And I even have a lineup where I'm playing Allen, uh, Gabe Davis, Knox, and Devin Singletary together with a few Detroit runbacks. Uh, I think that for me is the way that I'm going to get different. Um, these three game slates, a lot of people will just play Allen and Diggs, or maybe Allen, Diggs, and Davis. Uh, they won't run four players on a side without him. And that's kind of like what I said when, when I opened up the pod, pod right? Like I'm either going to win everything or going to finish in last place and not win anything. But it's those kinds of chances you have to take on a condensed slate like this to get different from people. Um, because, I mean, especially in like a, a single entry room, you know, right now I'm looking at Josh Allen's ownership at about 42%. Um, Mm -hmm. on this slate in a single entry room i I think you can conservatively think that it's going to be even a bit higher than that um so if i'm playing up top it's josh allen and that's how i'm gonna play it um i really only have one other quarterback that i have interest in um so i'll let you guys talk about if you're going allen or if you're going somewhere. well yeah i really i really like josh allen this week i think detroit's lions defense last week they showed out a little bit and maybe give some people some recency bias um, and hopefully that takes away maybe a little bit of ownership. But Jeff Akuda is out for the Lions. That's their best uh, guy in the yep. secondary. I like going Allen with Diggs with Davis and even throwing in Singletary, um, planning on them just blowing out the Lions and scoring points. Some of my best optimizers are coming out with all four of those guys in the opto together. Um, and there's great runbacks in this game. So the Josh Allen stack, I feel like you can do a lot of different variations and get really creative with it and get your money. Vinny, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think uh, I'm going to have – I currently have six lineups built. I have a Josh Allen with Davis and Knox. And then my other one, I am playing him with uh, Davis and Diggs, but I'm going to get very different with my build there uh, around that stack because to Jim's point and to yours, like – the, the the Josh Allen, the Diggs, and the, even maybe the Gabe Davis, like those three are going to be super chalky, which, again, is not ideal. But if the chalk hits there, I feel like I can get different. There's a few other areas that I'm going to go to here and ways to get different on that. So 
more than happy to talk about that. Um, like one of the ways, for instance, is I'm going to play Jefferson with Diggs, which I don't think a lot of people are going to do. And I'm paying down with contrarian running backs. Yeah. Uh, so for instance, you know, a Josh Allen, Diggs, Jefferson, you could play a DeAndre Swift and Harris, right? Yep. Like you could just get weird at running back. Those guys aren't bad plays necessarily, but they're both going to be like 10% or under ownership. So like you just hope obviously the running back kind of goes your way, but it's just a way to get off that chalk to your point. Like if you're playing tournaments, you have to get different if you're going Allen Diggs and, and D- Gabe Davis. You just have to. Yeah, it's going to so, it's going to be hard to, you know, have a completely contrarian lineup in a three game slate. You know, you're going to have to eat some chalk somewhere that you just have to believe mm-hmm. in it. And I believe this Buffalo game is the one game that can get really high scoring. I think there's some good defensive plays throughout the day. Um, but this is the one game where I feel like if you're going to commit and go four to five players on one side, you can absolutely do that on the bill side here. Yeah. And leading it kind of into that point, like the next guy that I like quite a bit is I, I, I played him last week is Dak. Uh, he's one of the few guys on the slate that I think can at least keep you in the game. If Josh, if you fade Allen and he goes bananas, right? Like I don't have a whole, I mean, we'll talk about the other guys, but I just don't have a whole lot of faith in the other guys to go ceiling potential. The reason you're going to the other guys is you think you could have good games and save a ton of salary. Right. So I think there's potential here for the, uh, for the Cowboys just to blast the giants tomorrow. So I don't know. I, I have quite a bit of Dak. I think he's in a good spot here as well. Yeah, I like Dak a lot. I think the Giants are really injured and overrated. So you put the combination together. It's in Dallas, in the Dome, fast track. I think Dak is a great play here if you want to get those savings and go up elsewhere, especially at receiver. If you're trying to get like Diggs and Jefferson in the lineup, you just throw Dak in there. He's cheap enough, 6200 I mean, that's the cheapest he's been all year. So, yeah. Jim, what do you think about the Dak play? I mean, I, I don't hate it. I would prefer to just play the opposite side in that and Daniel Jones at a, literally a fourth of the ownership. Sure. Because everybody is going to be saying what you guys are saying right now. Uh, yeah. Daniel Jones sucks. He's not very good. His, his team's super beat up. Well, his team, team was super beat up last week, and he put up 30 DK points. So. Yeah. You know, he just has – it's one of those situations where, uh, yeah, of course I like the Dak play, right? I'm afraid that they make it get up quite a bit early in the game. And then, you know, last week Dak got there on two very long touchdowns by Tony Pollard in the receiving game. Sure. I don't think, you know, with Pollard and Zeke both healthy and the Giants not having a very good run defense – if they get up, they're just going to want to pound the ball and, and get out of there with a win, right? The Cowboys actually don't have a very good record at home on on Thanksgiving, which is kind of a weird thing. They're sub 500. I think they're like four and nine yeah, uh, over, over the last 13 years, which is like very, very strange. You know, and, and it's not that I don't like Dak, but Daniel Jones at 5,500 at he opens seven, up a lot. Seven to ten percent ownership on a three-game slate. I mean, that's just something I personally can't ignore. Again, it mm-hmm. goes right along with the theme of like I'm either going to be doing very well tomorrow or I'm going to be in dead last because I'm just going to get away from 
the DAC chalk at 30%. Yeah. And then kind of just like a real quick pause break here. Like I think it opens up playing DAC. Like if you're going to do it, how I'm planning to do it at least is I have a pretty clear pivot here. If like Josh Allen smokes or busts and what I mean, busts is like 20 points, right? Like he doesn't knock it out of the park. Like you can go to Daniel Jones. Like if you fade Josh Allen and he goes for 40 tomorrow, like, okay, you may have to get really contrarian here, you know, and like get super weird to catch up. So I, I'm with you. I, I I don't hate the Daniel Jones play. I'm just terrified that he's missing three offense alignment. Like another receiver went down. It's like, dude, how long can he keep doing this for with freaking what's his name? Micah Parsons on his ass all day. You know? Yeah. I mean, I get that, but you have to understand where if this was last year, I probably would be fading Daniel Jones because I have zero, yeah. and I mean zero confidence in Joe Judge to be able to game plan a game That's to put his quarterback in success. We now have Brian Dable, yeah. who week after week has put Daniel Jones, despite Daniel Jones' shortcomings and mm-hmm. despite the offense's shortcomings, in a place where he can succeed. Yep. The, he has no contract for next year, so they're not worried about you know him getting hurt. They're just letting him run wild and kind of do whatever he wants to, right? Yeah. So that that's what gives me the confidence. And I mean, if if it was close in ownership, I would just play Dak. Right. But twenty eight to thirty percent versus seven to nine percent is right. You know, we usually big. talk is usually not a big thing, but on a three game slate. It, it's yeah, it's tough to ignore that. Yeah, the the big concern with Dak, right, is there is a huge potential here that you know the running backs soak up everything, and nope. he just eleven points, fourteen points, like that's very possible here. So I hear you. Uh, you make definitely an interesting point on that. Um, um, who else? I mean, for, no, nobody else for me. I have no interest yeah. in Kirk Cousins. I have yeah, no interest I'm fading in Mac Jones. Kirk Cousins. And for everyone listening, Kirk Cousins in primetime is one of the most awful quarterbacks that's ever played the game. Um, You're not going to go to any Mac attack here? I have a Mac lineup built. Now, just because I feel like it's going to be my most, like, contrarian one, I don't like it. But I feel like I just want a piece of that. So I go, like, him with Jacoby Myers. And then I can pretty much play whoever the hell I want in the rest of the lineup. Um, but, but Joe, the what, only what? way that works is if all the other quarterbacks do average, right? And Mac Jones gets up to like high teens. You know, it's the only way that works. But there is a path where Mac Jones can get you a win here. Yeah, I I would not like I had interest a little bit in Kirk Cousins just because he's coming home, Patriots on the roads, different environment and stuff, and like a bounce back week. But again, going back to ownership, dude, he's going to be the same ownership as Dak. Uh, you know, the price savings is 600 bucks. Like I'll just play Dak if I'm going to do that or go down and play Danny, Danny types. Like I'm not playing cousins at 20, 25%. Yeah. Cousins. There's two bad things going for him. He's going against the Patriots. Bill Belichick will know how to shut down Kirk cousins. And this is Kirk cousins in prime time. Kirk cousins in night games has just been God awful throughout his career. And yeah. he's had a couple of good ones, you know, but he usually doesn't win and win. So what? What about you guys on last thing, just on golf, nothing, trailing? I mean, I, I, I'm i not playing golf or Mac Jones, but if I had to pick between one of the two, I'd play golf. Yeah. Yeah, he's more right upside. There. That game that game just has more offensive output upside. For there's sure. no, yeah, there's no, no Tredavious White. Um, but, again, I would rather just find the $300 somewhere and go play Daniel Jones. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's fair. 
Cool. Uh, RB. Moving on to back. Let's do it. I have a. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, so I'm I'm basically playing 100 percent of Saquon. Wow. Okay. I'm um, on the opposite side of you there. Uh, I have I love Singletary, and I am guaranteed playing DeAndre Swift in 100 percent of my lineups. 100 percent. Every oh, single lineup I, will have DeAndre Swift. I do think this is the Swift bounce back. He's back. He's healthy, and the Lions actually give him the ball week, especially after a Jamal Williams three touchdown game. No one is going to play Swift. It's the we, best contrarian play of the day. We talk about it a lot in betting, baiting the public, right? Now, it's funny because Jamal Williams is not gaining as much ownership as I actually thought he would. Right. Um, everyone is wanting to play Singletary. Everyone's wanting to play Ramondre and Tony Pollard. Those are the three highest owned running backs. I'm seeing um, Saquon up there too, around 40%. I've got Saquon at 34, Dalvin okay. at 32, Pollard at 41, Ramondre at 48, and Singletary at 40. Okay, that's interesting because I have Pollard at 18 and Zeke at 8. No, I've got Pollard at 41 and I've got Zeke at 10. Okay. So that's kind of where I've got – I think everyone's just in love with the passing work that Pollard saw last week. I and mean, those he's, are, he's been – Awesome. So I get it. Yeah, I mean, but you know, so I mean, that's kind of where I'm going. Um, I really do okay. have quite a bit, quite a bit of interest, and I'm actually a little bit surprised to see that Dalvin Cook is as highly owned as he is. Yeah, see, it sucks because I had a little interest in him, hoping he was contrarian as like the late hammer and the way to get different in that game. But if he's going to be that highly owned, I don't know if I love it as much. I, I mean, think, yeah. I don't. Uh, I just think that Patriots defense is solid, man. Um, I know Dalvin Cook's getting a lot more carries as they're getting into the stretch run here, but you can't ignore that Madison is healthy and that Madison is getting carries even on the goal line at times, right? So yeah. it's uh, there's a lot of negative factors going against Dalvin Cook in this game. Yeah, I do like I do like the Swift call. I don't nearly have enough of them. I should probably add some more, but. One of my favorites here as well is I'm going to be playing a, a decent amount of Damian Harris. Um, again, I, I think it's there's a there's a path here where Stevenson not necessarily gets worked out, but like if he fumbles, if he gets banged up, like this thing Harris could jack a touchdown or two. I mean, yeah, Harris looked I, good last week. I think he there's very a fresh. I think there's a way that like this happens, and so what I was talking about my Josh Allen, Diggs, Gabe Davis lineup, like. I'm playing Swift and Damian Harris in the same lineup here. Like, that's going to be sub 10% for both of those guys, you know, with the chalk quarterback receiver stack. So, yeah, that's interesting, Jim. Uh, I haven't thought about that. The other one that I'm getting a little bit weird on is I'm going to play both Dallas running backs in the same lineup. I think just, that. Yeah, go ahead, Jim. I, th Sorry. I, th I, think that's a, I think that's a fair thing to do, um, especially just, like – Just one lineup, you know, if, just to get different – if we want to throw in, if you are playing the showdown slate, um, I think that's a good way to get different on showdown this week because I think mm -hmm. a lot of people will chicken out of doing that. And especially on this three-game slate, a lot of people won't play both of them. But, you know, if we're telling ourselves a story of how the slate is going to go right. and in this this team and this game in particular, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, because and they just – 
because there's a path there, right? Like that just eliminates Dak Chop for the most part, unless you know yeah. Pollard takes two passes to the house again, um, which is unlikely. Yeah. So uh, I'm just going to get a little bit different at this position, and yeah, I, well, I like this way to, call quite a bit. But a way to get uh, different is the way I'm thinking about James Cook, right? Forty four hundred. He had 11 carries last week for 86 yards. They're getting him a lot more involved in this offense, kind of playing that same thing. He's pretty much Madison, right, with the Vikings. They're trying to get him carries. And if this scenario plays out where Buffalo just pushes the Lions shit in, then James Cook is going to get all the second-half carries. They're not going to put Singletary out there like that. So James Cook could potentially get a ton of volume if Buffalo whoops on them. So so I'm I'm glad you brought that up because, like, Vinny wants to play – both Harris, Zeke yeah. and Pollard yeah. together, I'm fine on this slate playing Cook and Singletary together because Singletary will get all the first first half yep. work. And James Cook, I mean, they showed it to you last week. It's it's yep. exactly what happened. And it was only and it was a much closer game. I don't know if this game is going to be that close, but I do think that we have to give the Detroit Lions some credit. They're four and six. They're they're not yeah. the, the dumpster fire that one three straight maybe we thought that they were um they really showed some character and i think that you know they'll be able to put up somewhat of a fight against this team but if you are gonna play like a golf amon Ra, and then like i mean i think that's the only people i'd play you could easily run it back with singletary and cook and then you could really just go get whoever else you want to from there yeah and the lions i mean like yeah, they were a tire fire, but they played hard every game. Like, they just they weren't very good. They're starting to figure yeah, some I things think, out. It's not like the Cardinals versus the Niners where they just, like, flat-out quit, you know, in the third yeah. quarter. And it was yeah, like, okay, but the guys. Lions' the Lions' pass defense is still terrible. No, right? it is. They, got some, yeah. turn, oh, they yeah. got some turnovers last week, is which solidified the game for them, right? And they were able to run the ball. For sure. So, without those turnovers, I mean, Daniel Jones has put up 30 points twice this year in DraftKings. And one of them was this last game against the Lions, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not like you – know, Daniel Jones just couldn't put it in the end zone. They were yeah. still racking up the yards. They were still putting up a ton of play on offense, just, you know, untimely turnovers. So, yep. again, I can see the Bills just throttling the Lions. Not that the Lions will give up. But that's why James Cook, I think, is a really interesting play. Yeah, I like it. Uh, where are we at with receivers? And I think where Naheem Hines is strictly an insurance policy if Singletary gets hurt. From here to the playoffs. Yeah, I'll have yeah. no Hines. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah, they're not uh, using him. Not yet. He might be a gadget guy in certain situations, but he's not a guy that I'm – he's not a part of that offense yet. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, on to receiver, the top four guys, Jefferson, Diggs, Lamb, uh, Sun God, all four of them are going to be over 30%, right? Like, right. go figure. Yeah. But And Gabe uh, Davis is going to be over 30%. And Gabe. I'm seeing a lot of ownership for Jacoby Myers which is kind of interesting, but the price well, is it, good on him. The reason Jacoby Myers is getting play is because he is the only player on that offense other than the quarterback that plays every snap. Yeah. See, I've, they I've rotate only, all their receivers except for Jacoby Myers. He's see, I've the only, only I've, standpoint. I've only got 15% on him, which on a three-game slate is not highly owned. That's not bad at all. Yeah, I'm seeing like 30%. Which is what? Bad. Yeah, and I can see Jacoby Myers getting like a 10-catch game and hopefully he gets one in the end zone, right? Like yeah. he doesn't yeah. have this massive upside, but at 5,100, you're really looking for a 15, 20-point game. He can get you there, no problem. Yeah, I think he should be like 6K on this slate Espe- here. But... Especially, I mean, Gabe Davis should be more expensive. That's why, I mean, 
You've I mean, got, he's been like sixty five hundred the whole year. Like, and then and then you're on a short slate, and then you just drop him to fifty three. Yeah, like it, it's yeah. very strange. Like I've got Jefferson at about thirty two percent. I've got Diggs at fifty percent. Yeah, I've got C.D. Lamb at thirty seven percent. Amon Ra at forty five. Gabe at thirty two. And then yeah. it drops off all the way to Jacoby Myers at fifteen. Okay. Yeah, I'm seeing pretty much the same thing except Myers. Uh, below that, the one guy I have a lot of interest in is Darius Slayton at 5% I'm seeing, which is seems pretty wild, but I guess I get it. No one's going to play Danny Dimes. Everyone thinks Cowboys will just blast him. I mean, 5%. Like, yeah. This is the only guy who's really good. On I've, got him at, I've got him at 12, but, I mean, he's really Still, the only guy yeah. out there. Um, yeah. I have a little bit more interest just based on kind of what we were talking about in the pass rush um, for the Giants in Richie James at 3,400. Yeah. Um, with, with Wandale Robinson out, he steps directly into that role. Um, and they are going to be throwing quite a few short, quick passes, get the ball out of Danny's hands quickly. And at 3,400, um, you don't need a whole bunch from Richie James. You need a you know, a four catches for 63 yards and that's about 10 points and that gets yeah. you there at 3,400, right? So I think um, you can consider Isaiah Hodgins in that offense too. Isaiah I mean, Hodgins, I didn't realize this because I don't watch Giants games, but Isaiah Hodgins the last two weeks has gotten 95% plus of the snaps. Well, he yeah, came starting on the other side of right with, what's his name, with Dayball. So like, yeah, he, he's starting offense. on the other side of, uh, of Slayton. And then Richie James is going to go into the slot where Wandale was. So Hodgins is getting like the most snaps outside of Slayton at three K. You can't ignore it. If he gets you that one touchdown with like three catches, you're in business. Yeah, and they just um, skipped over that walking corpse Kenny Galladay. So yeah, yeah, I'm not he sucks. Did you did you hear he got a he got a catch and like the, sarcastically the Giants fans were like lost their minds in the stands and gave like a standing ovation. I wish he would have gone like full <laughs> Rod Tidwell celebration, like just like just so outrageous, <laughs> having like a six yard catch. Um, I don't know some other deep plays that I'm taking some shots on down here. Khalif Raymond. Well, it depends who plays. Like I like Khalif Raymond, but like. DJ Chark, if he's going to – it looks like he's going to play. I have an interest taking a shot on him because he's the 60 Well, I think Josh guy. Reynolds is coming back too. Josh Reynolds the other one. He, like, I actually I hope that see. Josh – I think Josh Reynolds is out. He's um, still questionable. I, I, I hope he's out because I like some – I like me some Tom Kennedy at 3,200. <gasps> Whoa. All right. Um, a lot of mouths to feed over there in Detroit. That's where yeah, it gets scary. Yeah, well, that's I what mean, I mean, like taking shots. Like I honestly, I probably have a lot of these guys, like one in each lineup, and just you know, like <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, I think that probably uh, down here, I'm gonna get to a little bit of KJ Osborne. Um, okay, just because I mean, what does Belichick do? He takes away your best player, right? Yeah. Um, the Patriots do have the number one uh, pass defense. Uh, per DVOA, which you know that's for you, Mike, um, who loves this, the DVOA stat, and uh, I just think you know they're stealing. There's there's you know Hawkinson. There's all these other guys. Osborne is kind of the forgotten guy, and at 3600, he could easily fall into the end zone. Um, he's done it a few times this year. I'm definitely going to get to him. And a guy in the late game, he's like my late game sneaky hammer guy. I like that. Um, 
Tight ends? How much else down here? I mean. Tight ends? We'll see yes, how it's let's, let's roll. Um, for me, I'm going to, I'm not getting too cute here. I mean, I'm playing Schultz. I'm playing Hawkinson. I'm playing Knox. Yeah, I'm playing, I mean, I, I'm not going to. Playing quite a bit of Dawson Knox just because really I'm just picking which one of these three either fits into a stack or fits into the salary the best. Um, yeah. I just think there's a lot of pass for these other guys. So like literally put up zero. I have, a, I've got a name for you. I don't know. Let's hear it. Lawrence Kager. Okay. I'm yeah. I, I've heard that name randomly thrown out here this week and I'm like, so he, he's now, I mean, the, the, the giants just keep going through tight ends. Like like a like an eighteen year old in the red light district in Amsterdam. I mean, they yeah. just they just keep pounding through them, and you know, twenty seven hundred. I don't. It, yeah, you're not. If you need if you need the cost savings. I would rather go down this week and take a shot on one of these cheaper tight ends um, than yeah. maybe some of those other receivers. But Joey, any thoughts? Um, an interesting one again on just because this is a three-game slate to get weird is Ferguson for Dallas. Um, he's on the field a lot. They run a lot of double tight sets. He's not getting the targets or anything like that, you know. But Dalton Schultz also hasn't been like showing out that offense. I think it's because Tony Pollard's been going off. But the fact that Ferguson's on the field, especially on the goal line, um, he can definitely get you a play-action TD, a twenty-five hundred Bearman. You're just hoping for a couple of catches and maybe he sneaks one in the end zone. So I think Ferguson's an interesting play uh, to get really contrarian. And again, that's dead men. And he's on the field a lot, like 60% of the snaps he's on the field. Yeah. The only other guy that I would throw out there is if like you just were so constrained for money, if you had to do it, is John o. Smith for New England. I mean, he's seen. I'd rather have three. Henry. No, I get it. No, but like John has seen more targets than Henry, which is just weird. I know. But I looked into it. I mean, Hunter Henry's getting like one target a game. John is getting like four or five. Like, it yeah. sucks. It's a bad play either I way. Just, I'm just saying, if you have three K left for a tight end, like, there's just not. You can just, do it. Like, whatever. Yeah, I just don't think if you're going down here, like, that's gonna kill your lineup this week. Like, so. I mean, yeah. I would rather play uh, Brock Wright over sure. either of those two, and even yeah. or even take a shot at Kager because if someone's gonna get me a zero. Or like two or three points, I would rather just take all the price savings and go redistribute that elsewhere. I think that's fair. Yep. Cool. Defenses for me, I'm spread Mm. out, baby. I mean, Dallas is the easy one, right? Um, Yeah. That's what most people I think is going to play. I started most of my lineup builds just throwing Dallas in there first and then building outside of that. Um, So so it's very interesting because – it, the defense ownership is much more spread out mm-hmm. than I thought it was going to be. We've got Dallas at like 22, the yeah. Bills at 14%, uh, Vikings at 23, uh, Patriots at 22, Giants at 11, and Lions at 8. Yeah. So I don't think that you can play the line. I mean, that's the one I don't want to play. I have exposure to every other defense but that. You, you could. But I, I again, I would rather just if you need to save money, I would rather just go play a Lawrence Kager 
right, than than try and play the Lions. Like use that savings to go up and get the Patriots defense instead of yeah. playing the Lions. I mean, yeah, the only two defenses I have interest in are the Cowboys and the Patriots. They're they're proven good defenses. Cowboys, I think, have more upside for turnovers. Patriots have more upside for a low scoring game and to give you a better floor. I'm I'm fine playing. I'm right there with you, Joey. I'm fine playing the Bills if like you just can't make the salary work, and if you have to choose, I, I'm I'm gonna choose the the defense to go down and save that three hundred bucks than elsewhere. Yep. Yeah. That's it. That's it. All right. Me. Well, uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hopefully, hey. you enjoy lots of food and uh, lots of alcohol and before, dry space bef- and before hope you we win go. your lineup. Show. Before we get out of here, we just want to mention Manscaped again. We have some holidays coming zone, up. Zone 20. We got it's never too early to play holiday music, right? I mean, <laughs> I just watched Christmas Vacation tonight. It's never too early to start thinking about gifts. Friends, parents, you know, whoever you want, you're just, you know, doing anything you can to think of to get somebody. Guess what? Do your little drummer boy a favor and use the lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom with your significant other. Then add the Manscapes top of the line shower products to have the people thinking, all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about his sack, so should you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and using the code zone 20 for free shipping and 20% off. That's all I got to say. I didn't realize we had a uh, Jim Morrison type poet here on this uh, podcast. <laughs> hey. My God, that should be a Hallmark card. People hey. get it in could be. zone 20 black Friday coming up cyber Monday. Do yourself a favor. Make Come it on. happen. Make it happen. Good luck tomorrow, everybody. Later. Peace.